Hey there, lonely boy. This week on the Story Song Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Each and every week we walk through a story song, and this week we're doing the song Lonely Boy by Andrew Gold. And uh, I'm going to say two things at the top. First of all, last night I shattered the screen on my laptop. I tell you that because uh, we are are recording in a different way today. Mm -hmm. So if for some reason it sounds different, not for some reason, for this reason, if it sounds (laughs) different, you know why. Look, you know, podcasting, you know how it goes. But Um, if it sounds the same... Never mind that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's your ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's not us. Maybe it's you. Um, the second thing is uh, Andrew Gold is the guy. Not Andrew Bird. Not Andrew Bird. No. Who's Andrew Bird? He's another singer. Okay. Um, let's also mention, first of all, we're going to mention every Andrew who's ever been a singer. <laughs> Go. Not and, Andrew Lindweber. Andy Gibb. <laughs> uh, Andrew Gold has a song called Lonely Boy. It's nuts. It was sort of a hit. We'll get, we'll get there. Uh, but Andrew Gold is the guy who originally wrote and recorded the song Thank You For Being A Friend, which is the theme song to a show that if you don't know what the theme song is, you're listening to the wrong show. Yeah. I don't know what the yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You should definitely know <laughs> what that is. But that's who that guy is. So in case, just the whole time you're listening, this is the reason why you should care. is yes. because that's who yeah. Andrew Gold is. Yeah. He wrote Thank You For Being A Friend, which we're going to talk about. Uh, and if you're not familiar with that song or later. that show... We can't be friends. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. 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 I, we would say. We're going to report you to don't, the authorities. Don't thank you for yeah. being a friend. <laughs> yep. What's yep. the opposite of thank you? I can't even. I was trying to think of what the opposite of thank you is. But you're, like. You're welcome. Just no thanks. Well, but you're that's not, that's not You're the, not welcome for not being a friend. Right. Exactly. I think it's how dare you. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you for being my friend. How dare you not be my friend. I think that's the. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Okay. So let's start here. Lonely Boy. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm going to say about it. Sure. This is what I would call an anti-story song. Okay. Because <laughs> we get a lot of information. I'm going to have to start a whole new podcast. Thrown at, <laughs> thrown at us. And it seems like it's going somewhere. It seems like this is adding up to something. Mm-hmm. But then it doesn't. And then in retrospect, none of the information meant anything um, <laughs> or... Or seem to relate to each other in any way. It's like a nihilistic story song. It's just I guess. a free for all. It's just, I mean, there's just no, every, it's just burn down the house. Yeah. I mean, it's either like like a fever dream where like when it's happening, it's it seems like these things matter. And then yeah. later, once the fever is broken, you're like, wait, what was I, what was I talking about? Like, why did I care about like what color the ceiling was? It felt super important at the time, but now I don't understand. Or, or it's like. Listening to a story by an old person where they're just rambling, and it seems like they're going to get to a point, but then every time they seem like they're about to get there, it just swerves off into right. another tangent, right. and you're not quite sure. Um, that doesn't sound like a story by an old person. That's not to be ageist, but yeah. that, that sounds like a story by like a, like a four-year-old. Well, that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it's like on the extreme ends of life, yeah. things yeah. things get, things, you know, it's like a big rainbow. We got to go back to, to where we started. Um, but yeah, so. Do you want to tell us the anti-story of this song? Uh, yeah, well, 
I almost don't want to bias the audience by like, because I feel like I have to interpret what's happening. Okay. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do Joe Friday. I'm just going to give you the facts. Gotcha. Here's what we know. <laughs> Andrew Gold says. By the way, if you don't get the Dragnet reference yeah, either, yeah. we can't be friends. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. The sad part is, is I would normally say like, well, of course people don't remember like the 50s show. But I'm sure they remember the Tom Hanks movie, but no one remembers that. No one remembers that either. So no. we're now two cycles in of, wait a minute. Hold on. Note to self. Reboot Dragnet. Okay, great. <laughs> it was Tom Hanks, Dan Aykroyd, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd. and a dog. Was there a dog in that one? <laughs> that's, um, that's that's Dragnet, that's, Turner, and Hooch. Oh. That's Turner and Hooch. That's Dragnet, Turner, and Hooch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Baseball yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, nope, no, no, no. That's a league of their own, Dragnet, Turner, and Hooch. <laughs> and a new house. <laughs> yeah. um, in the burbs. <laughs> So, okay, so here, here's, here's the facts. Kay. Andrew Gold tells us that he is a lonely boy. He, was, he was born in 1951. Mm-hmm. His parents loved him, presumably, um, or at least they gave him the bare minimum that you would give a child, clothes, sure. send him to school, taught him to be nobody's fool. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a lonely boy because he says, oh, what a lonely boy, oh, what a lonely boy. Yeah. Then later, his sister is born. Mm-hmm. Okay, pretty common thing to happen yeah, in childhood. Totally. You have a sibling. Uh, that's about all we get with that. Uh, then in the next verse, he it, once again he reads that he's the only boy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> in the next verse, he he's now eighteen years old, and he's leaving home. Um, you know, at this day and age, probably a little early, but but back in the sixties, sure. that that probably pretty normal uh, to leave home at eighteen. Um, he tells us to find the love that he never found at home. Now again, I don't want to get into I don't want to get into uh, theorizing uh-huh. or, or commentary at this point in in the show, but um, we have no information as to why he wasn't getting this love. No, no. what happened? No, why he feels this way? No idea. Jump cut to eighteen, <laughs> to three say, years old. He's leaving home to find the love that he didn't get. Yeah. in his childhood. Okay. Um, then we're told that his sister got married, um, had a child. That child was a boy. And um, then he repeats, oh, what a lo- oh what a lonely boy. Not clear if he's talking about himself still or he's talking about this young boy um, who is also a lonely boy. End of song. Uh, no idea. <laughs> That's it. That's it. The um, cycle continues, we're assuming. I, the cycle of what exactly? Um, I don't know. Not only children, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um so, I mean, I have a theory on on the last verse, but do you want to get to that or? Uh, we'll get there. Verse? We'll get there. Okay, okay. let's let's, let's, let's yeah yeah. yeah. You we'll, hang we'll, on to it, Michael. We'll go in there. All but right. um, can you just remind me later? I've got something I want to say. Yeah, okay. Okay. I probably Thank won't. You. Okay, um, you know she's not Alexa, right? <laughs> can you play Lonely Boy? <laughs> <laughs> not uh, if my life depended <laughs> on it. <laughs> he was born on a summer day in 1951. So we'll start at the top, but I do want to say I 
I really like the music in this song. Yeah. Like this yeah. is this is my kind of song. It and is. I will say was this is a thing that I'm gonna tell a story that that uh would normally come from Michael. Okay. But I was listening to well, I was gonna <laughs> I'm say interested to see where this goes. No, I was listening to I was at work. This was a while ago, but I was at work and I had found like a weird like 80s station. Although I think this is 70s. Yeah, it's it is 77. Maybe it was 70s. It doesn't matter. But the point is, is that it was like um I, I would lo- sometimes like I like to find like these weird like internet streams because like okay, so we talked we've talked about this before. There's sort of like the canon of like 80s music right. and 70s music, but that doesn't usually include like or I mean it will, but it's not the totality of like what was actually popular. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you'll find these streams that are just like either it's some weird random person or it's like a robot that's like, okay, I'm just going to actually like, here's everything that was like in the top 10, like yeah. in the seventies. So here you go. Like, cause I was in the eighties one time and they played like, thank, um, no, uh, what's the, I thank you for being a friend. Um, what's the one with, uh, Dionne Warwick and Elton John. That's what friends are for. That's what friends are for. Gladys and I was, Wonder. and I was like, Oh, right. This song was huge at the time, but you never yeah. hear it anymore. No. So anyway, the point is, is that they played this song, and I was like, oh, this song rocks. I've never heard this song before. It's great. I love this song. So then I like looked it up on YouTube, and I listened to it again. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to it a third time. And on the third listen, I was like, wait, what is he singing? <laughs> so I listened to it a fourth time, and then I'm at work at my desk just being like, I have to tell someone about it. What is happening? <laughs> I need to talk to someone. So then I had a meeting with HR, and... <laughs> Where ten minutes in, and they were like, "I don't, you're, what are you doing? You're, 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 you're putting in some sort of like uh, statement." And I was like, "Yes, I have been victimized by Andrew Gold. <laughs> uh, he does not work here. <laughs> we we can't help you, but we have some great resources for you. But uh, thank you for being a friend. And, uh, so Hang in there, lonely out. boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will, I will say this." Yeah. That is my exact story for Pearls of That's Singer. That's what I'm saying. That's, That's what I'm saying. exactly how I, I had this, Pearls the, of Singer. the same experience. Um, I was but, like, I have to tell somebody about this, and now we're telling all of you. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was driving me crazy. And then I looked, I, you know, was going nuts at my desk. And so instead of doing my work, I looked him up on Wikipedia, <laughs> discovered he was the guy who said, thank you for saying thank you for being a friend. Um, so that only added to my insanity. Um, but yeah, so, so, so. Oh, so I like the music. Mm-hmm. Um, as we were saying off the air, because uh, we'll get to some more of his songs later. Um, maybe I don't know. Maybe Andrew Gold needed a Bernie Toppin. Maybe he needed someone <laughs> writing his lyrics because I think the music is great. The lyrics are not bad. They're just insane. Yeah. Um, it's like stream of consciousness. Yeah, it's it just, really is. It's and his again, journal set to music. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Okay. So let's start here at the top. And again, I'm hoping this part of the show isn't boring because these lyrics are just like reading a fact sheet. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing happening here. Yeah. But he says he was born on a summer day in 1951. And with the slap of a hand, he had landed as an only son. Mm-hmm. Now, keep now the only son part. Keep that in the back of your mind as we go through here. Now, what's the slap of a hand? Is it like fifty-one? They used to spank kids on the bum. Yeah, it was to get them to start crying. It's a cry. I thought his parents like high-fived or something. No, 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 no. (laughs) No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the thing you get nowadays. They do a little more. Well, they got to clear out the throat, and they need the kid to cry to make sure that the the lungs are working. Yeah. So they they would actually just smack them. Yeah. To get them to cry to like induce pain. 
yeah, it was, you know, you, you, when you, when you kind of learn about the past, you, you kind of learn why our parents or grandparents were so messed up. <laughs> um, well, the first thing that happened to you is somebody smacked you. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, his mother and father said, what a lovely boy. Mm. Uh, we'll teach him what we learned. Oh, yes, just what we learned. We'll dress him up warmly. We'll send him to school. It'll teach him how to fight to be nobody's fool. Oh, what a lonely boy. What a weird thing. You see your newborn baby. Yeah, yeah. And you just think to yourself, you're going to be nobody's fool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you better learn how to fight in this world, kid. That's it, yeah. You are three minutes old and already left <laughs> smacking you in the butt. Right. So you better be ready to go. <laughs> Welcome to the world. Let me tell you how it is. <laughs> so... Okay, so he was born on a summer day, 1951, and with a slap of a hand, he landed as an only son. I want to say, so I think a lot of times we um, are of the opinion on this show that we don't get enough information in songs. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't learn people's names, we don't know where they yeah. came from, yeah. blah, blah, blah. This is a rare time where I think we're getting too much information. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know the year. Yeah. Uh, um, we're getting too much, but there are a lot of gaps. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's what I'm saying is that we're, this is the first verse. You don't have a lot of time in a song, right? This is the first verse. We are at his birth. Right. The end. <laughs> we have not yeah. moved past the, the day he was born. That's it. Yeah, We're getting yeah. the wrong information for yeah. the context of what you want right. to tell us. There's right, not right. that, you know, it's like going <laughs> to report a robbery, and they're like, well, what happened first? Yeah, yeah. Well, well in the fifth grade, yeah, yeah. Uh, I stubbed my toe. And they're right. like, that means nothing. Right, that right. means nothing to me. First okay, year? okay, fine. I get it, I get it, I get it. Yeah, yeah. In college, yeah, yeah. I was really into the... <laughs> Into the doors. First, what does this have to do with the <laughs> with the robbery? I mean, nothing. But you were asking me for you information. Actually, I'm yeah, giving yeah. you information. It's, it's just random information, right? But you ask for background. You didn't specify what kind. Yeah. Right. <laughs> First, the earth cooled, and then the dinosaurs came. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so in the beginning, there was Howard the. But dinosaur. it seems like, again, normally when you're listening to his song, especially with the intensity that we do, right? You're getting all this information, and you're thinking. Well, surely this will matter later. Right. Somehow, the fact that he was born in 1951, the fact that his parents are going to send him to school to learn how to fight, to be nobody's fool, surely this will come back later. Right. This will be important at the end of the song. Yeah. Spoiler alert, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with anything. It's so weird. But we're not even close to the weirdest part. (laughs) Um, So, okay. So, I mean, a little bit of that sort of, again, 50s trauma where we're going to send him to school to do what? To teach him how to fight. Mm-hmm. To be nobody's fool. Because let me tell you something. It is doggy dog out there. Right. You, you, oh, yeah. You are, you know, you have to be a gladiator. We're going to throw you into a pit and see if you survive. Oh, this is 1951 BC. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. So yeah, so that so that's what they're worried about. They're the gonna. Fir- dr- the first thing he was dressed in was a onesie with cigarettes rolled up. In his <laughs> <head>. <laughs> but yeah, they're gonna dress him up warmly. We'll send him to school. We'll teach him how to fight to be nobody's fool. So again, we don't know much. It's the fight scene from a Christmas story. But he's yeah, saying, yeah. but he's saying, "Oh, what a lonely boy! Oh, what a lonely boy!" Yeah, the jump to the chorus is there's there's not. A segue into right. his loneliness. Yeah, yeah. No. And you think you would have gotten more information about his childhood yeah. before yeah. that started. 
some information onto why he's a lonely boy. Unless the idea is just like everyone's lonely, right? Yeah. Like, right. You're Doesn't born matter. into maybe. this world alone. You die in this world alone. I'm not saying this is true. I'm just saying maybe that's the the perspective of this song. Right, it's just right. that like everyone's alone. I don't know. I have, I have no idea. But um, okay. It doesn't earn the loneliness. No. It doesn't. <laughs> and it's, I mean, we'll get into the second, into the the second verse. But I mean, are they looking? Because between the first verse and the second verse, two years have lapsed. So are they looking at him a couple of weeks in, and they're just like, "This kid is lonely." Yeah, man. Oh man, I don't know what we've done, but bringing only one, we really should have shot for <laughs> twins. This is bringing yeah, yeah. one kid into this world. That's brutal. Right. That's brutal. But again. Guess what? Unless, you know, like you said, unless you have twins, yeah. uh, that's the way it works, guys. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you have one, and then you have another one, and maybe you have a third. I don't know. But I'm just like, somebody's got to be first. Yep. I don't it's, know what to tell you. That's right. That's right. Um, and that would also be a thing where it's like, oh, he's so lonely. He should have a sibling, so he's yes. less lonely. Yes. But as we're going to see later, it's, I think, the exact opposite. I don't know. Okay. Sword cuts both ways. One last thing I want to say before we move on from this verse. Again, you don't have a lot of time in songs, right? Okay, and this this Andrew Gold is not the only person who's guilty of this, but we'll teach him what we learned. Ah, yes, just what we learned. Why are you repeating (laughs) this exact same phrase? We get it. To show the parents are fancy. Ah, yes, (laughs) what we've learned. What I'm saying is like yes, yes, very good. Yes, like Mm -hmm. in songs, in pop songs, syllables are precious commodities. You can't throw away half a line on repeating the thing you just said. And also, it doesn't even like it's an awkward rhyme. Like it, it throws off the whole line. It's so weird. What is he doing? Well. It's probably the same philosophy that led him to let us know that he was born in the summer. I guess so. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All uh, right. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's warm. I'm just, you're setting up the scene for me, I guess. Great, yeah, yeah. great. Did something happen that summer? <laughs> I was, really? I was this born? isn't Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. Being born in the wagon of a traveling show is really relevant to yeah, that story. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was born in the summer. I've never mentioned it on the podcast before. You know why? Because who cares? <laughs> who cares? What's that, what does that do with you? Wouldn't put it in a song. <laughs> if it was relevant to what we were talking about, sure. Yeah. But it's not like I remember it. <laughs> he was born on unseasonably cool summer day, 1951. Right. So. Or if he said like like a, a Mississippi summer's day, that sets it okay, up. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's a summer day, and then in the same verse you're saying, we'll dress him warm, right. you're not even telling me where you're at, man. <laughs> I don't understand. Where are you? Well, he's where also- I'm so disoriented. In the, in the second verse, he's two years old, right. but they've yeah. already sent him to school. No, I think they're saying they're going they're to send him to school. They're going to send him to school. They're saying we're going we'll, we'll, we to- We will send him to We'll send him to fight school. Right. We'll send him to <laughs> a dojo. First rule of fight school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> First rule of fight school. Send him at two. Yep. Get him Get him early. Yeah. <laughs> get him early. The, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't- None of this makes sense. No, uh, no. None of this adds up. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I will say, like, I mean, as someone has two kids, like, that's the thing you do is you have a ton of plans for your kids. Um none of which will come to fruition. Or if they do, it has nothing to do with you. Because right. what I have learned is that children are autonomous beings that do whatever the <laughs> heck they want. Uh, and no matter how hard you try to push them in one direction or the other, 
it doesn't matter. They still just do whatever they want. Um, the, well, these final three, the, these final three things are actually child protective services come to them and they're right. like, here are the things you need to do. <laughs> yeah. You have to keep them warm. You got to send them to school uh-huh. and you got to teach them to fight so there's nobody's fool. <laughs> we'll be back in six weeks yeah, to yeah. check up on whether you've done those things. Yeah, yeah. This is just the parents reading a pamphlet <laughs> yeah. in the hospital right after he's born. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a bat with a nail in it. We want him to be able to swing this <laughs> when we come back. Where the child protecting themselves services. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the summer of 53, his mother brought him a sister. And she told him, we must attend to her need. She's so much younger than you. Well, he ran down the hall and he cried. Oh, how could his parents have lied? Verse two. Mm-hmm. In the summer of fifty-three, nineteen fifty-three. It's been two years. Well, it's the summer, of... but it's nineteen fifty-three. Thank you, Mike. Okay. So we're not going back in time. It's not eighteen fifty. Oh, I thought I was thought you were like it's not the year twenty fifty-three. Right. <laughs> we're also not going ahead. It's not. That, I mean, that would be awesome. If we just jumped and it was like yeah. the robot uprising <laughs> against the gun, like you know, different it's song. Like, different wow. Song. But it just says really 53. a gap. Yeah. It just says fifty-three. So you're just like, wait, what? Happened? Andrew Gold, come on. No, that's a that's a stick song. <laughs> yeah, if this was done by sticks. This is what it would be. Uh, in the summer of fifty-three. His mother brought him a sister, and she told him, we must attend to her needs. She's so much younger than you. It's not that much younger. Obvious. I mean, but obvious. But it's not that but much I'm Sorry, Andrew, so... you're old news. Sure. She's... I mean, the, the difference between a newborn baby and a three-year-old is, or a two-year-old. Two. Right, right. I'm just saying that gap is pretty big in terms of development. However. Wait. You have a child who will be two. Yeah. In a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Imagine it's he's two and that gets a sibling. You're gonna lean over to him and be like, "Listen, you gotta fend for yourself now because right, right, you're right, t- right. you're grown. We taught you how to fight. But <laughs> we taught you how to be nobody's fool. But this kid is just sitting like a lump on a log. <laughs> we gotta figure out what to do with her. We gotta start her on the on the heavy bag soon. <laughs> <laughs> like now, Sorry. you're on your you're on your own. Yeah, but so uh, I know you can't say full sentences. It doesn't matter. You're on your own, kid. I got to correct myself. Um, yeah. So the reason he said he was born in the summer of 51 is because the sister was born in the summer of 53. He was exactly two exactly years old. Exactly two years old. Yeah. Or almost two. Roughly. Yeah. Or yeah. give or take a month. Roughly two. Give or take a month. But still, she's not so much younger than <laughs> Well. She's so much younger than you. See, right. Here's the thing. There's so little information. I don't I don't know what any of this is supposed to be. Is he advanced for his age? But here's what I want to say. Because I, it makes sense. You have If you're speaking to a child. Yeah. Right, it makes sense. Because they don't understand how the world works. So you say to them, look. No. There, there's an infant. Like, no, no, because but, but because there is, I will say this. The jealousy thing is real. When there's like a newborn baby, you spend all your time taking care of it. The other kid gets crazy jealous because right. they used to be the center right. of attention. And now all the attention is on the baby. Like that I understand. So if that's if that's what he's saying, that they're like, look, if it's a newborn baby, we got to take care of her. You know, that part makes sense. No. No, it doesn't. I'm fighting back. Because I have a nephew that is two, two and a half. If I sat down and I said, hey, there's a little baby that we must attend to. Uh, We have to attend to her needs because she's so much younger than you. He'd look at me 
and not be able to say a full sentence because right. he's two. Yeah, yeah. And he'd probably look at me like, I don't even know what that means. What do you mean she's so much younger than me? I'm still in diapers. Right. Like, I have needs too. No, I... <laughs> I have needs too. <laughs> like, you're not going to rationalize with the child by saying they're so much younger. It's not going to help. Yeah, but he's been in fight school for two years, so... <laughs> he's he got a cigarette he's got a lot of out of skills. his mouth. Yeah, no. All right, all right. Give me the nunchucks. I'll just take those. (laughs) Move on. Rachel, I agree with you, but I'm I'm trying to find some meaning in this morass. Like, I I don't understand what any of this is supposed to mean. And I mean, listen, say the rest of the the lyrics to the first verse, because it also, this is not how a child's mind works. Well, I just, I just, well, I disagree with you, but but, but let me just say. I will say this. No, let me say one thing. If he's if this kid was four, okay, I can see it. If right. this kid was three and a half, four, five, I right. can see it. Okay. That kid can rationalize okay. things and can have those kind of thoughts. Right. A two year old is not doing <laughs> right. the things that happen in this verse. So let's get their to minds it. aren't thinking like that. And they're I saying think... this means I have less chicken nuggets. That's right. what they're thinking. It's like I'm gonna get less chicken nuggets at dinner. Well, fewer chicken nuggets. No, they're thinking less. Oh, yeah. Well, he's two. They don't. He's two. Yeah. yeah. Here's what I would say. I think the other problem is that (laughs) you are putting, understandably, you're putting a lot of weight on this because it is half a verse in a song, which should tell you a lot. Right, right. This, once again, remember Anti-Song is telling us nothing. Nothing. Because this is, is, again, this is not like a sit-down, like, conversation you have with a child. You just say to the kid, you just say, the baby's a lot younger than you are, you know, we're gonna have to spend a lot of time with that. Like it's not it's not like this usual mentis thing. You just it's just something that you say, right? Like that that part I understand, but it makes it seem like this is super important because he's spending a lot of time in the song talking about it. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Okay. So we have tender and she's so much longer than you. Well, he ran down the hall and he cried. Oh, how could his parents have lied? When they said he was their only son, he thought he was the only one. P.S. Still the only son. Yep. Still the only son. So, yeah. So that 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 point is true. Mm-hmm. So for a child, now maybe you're right. A two-year-old, maybe he's super advanced. He's he's top in his class at fight school. Uh, <laughs> also, no two-year-old is running down the hall and crying. A two-year-old right. is dropping where they're at. <laughs> that part's definitely like, true. <laughs> a sack of potatoes and screaming at the top of their right. lungs saying no but right, they're not right. being like why have you forsaken me yeah, yeah, they're just yeah, saying yeah. no I want more no yeah no this kid uh, watched a lot of dynasty so he knew how say. to make an exit mm-hmm. oh yeah. how could you have lied and then just sort of yeah saunters down the hallway <laughs> this, this is not like a teenage girl whose boyfriend is broken up they're gonna run upstairs and, right. and curl up on their bed and cry oh, but so okay so this this I could understand. Let's just let's forget about the two-year-old part for a second. Okay. Let's just say it's a child. Mm-hmm. The parents bring home a newborn. Right. Okay. The jealousy I can understand. Sure. How can my parents have done this to me? Cry, cry, cry. Mm-hmm. Right. I can understand that going on for like a couple of months. Okay. But here's a problem, mm-hmm. and I don't want I don't want to spoil where this song goes if it goes anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But this attitude seems to last until he is 18 years old. Right. 
That's nuts. <laughs> okay, I really want to be clear. Sibling. How insane that is. And he was lonely. We all have siblings here. We all do. Now, Michael and I were were first born. Yeah, I'm, I'm only, a precious baby. No, I'm just only saying. I'm just only saying <laughs> yes. that. And I think Michael could agree. Mm-hmm. I don't remember whether or not I was jealous. Right. But I do know one thing. You get over it. Right. You figure it out. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> so, yeah. and then you get a little older and you understand how like, the world works. And you're like, oh, yeah. People have siblings. Right, like, right. This is a thing that happens, obviously. My brother never got over it. We shunned him <laughs> when I was, we're, we're 16 months apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the moment I was born, my parents were like, you're on your own. You better learn quick how to change your own diapers. Yep. And um, he moved into a guest house at the age of 18 months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he so, still hasn't learned how to change his own diapers. Yeah. Still has it. Still has it. So, but, yeah. do we, looking at the chorus, does he think, I think we're interpreting Lonely Boy as a negative. Is right. he interpreting it as a positive? This well, is what I don't understand. He's, this doesn't make any the, sense. He liked being alone. He liked not having his sister there. Okay, but... Right. Well, okay. So maybe he's like... But the third verse, I think, is going to contradict that theory. Well, then I don't know Pret- what to tell well, you. But, no, but, I, <laughs> but, I, but I wonder if, no, but I wonder if the first the first chorus, because it's not by, you know, it, it's not being sung first person or whatever. Right. Maybe the first verse, it, the first chorus is the parents being like, oh, he's lonely. We should get him a sibling. Oh, it's yeah, great. Okay, okay. You know, and then it happens. And then the next, you know. 16 years happened between right. in the second chorus and he's thinking I'm just low I'm lonelier without with with people around. Right. And so with her around it's he's more lonely because I don't know why because he's a pain and he's one of those guys you're just like all right I get it. Right. <laughs> well Jeez, he doesn't Louise. he doesn't have the attention of of the parents. parents. Ugh. I mean I okay so I was cuz I was going to say the problem with this is that the first verse says he's a lonely boy. Right. Right. So that doesn't it doesn't track necessarily that the sister coming along makes him a lonely boy but but, but I, I think that makes sense Rachel, you're saying maybe the the parents are supposed to be saying he's a lonely boy yeah yeah so let's let's have a second child so he's less lonely mm-hmm. that backfires because yep. having a sibling makes him a lonely boy because he's a lunatic he's I really want to be clear on this it's no good there's that does, that's insane and again yeah. I could see a weird thing where it's like a sibling rivalry maybe like when they're kids or whatever you you get over it, mm-hmm. and if you don't, you gotta get over it. Yeah. Okay, because that is a weird thing to be carrying around when you're like 15, 16, <laughs> what? No way, dude. Andrew, Andrew, straight talk, no way, dude. You <laughs> got, bro, you gotta let it go. Okay. He goes to a therapist. The therapist is just like, so I'm sorry. You're you're paying me a hundred dollars an right. hour because you have a sister. <laughs> That's your whole. That's your whole thing. Right, How right. has your life been aside from that? I great. mean, fine. We have a pool. Been, yeah, yeah. It's great. Okay, I okay. guess. I mean, we'll just sit I'm here in. and keep talking about your sister. Is she? Uh, do you guys get into fights? No, oh. she's just there. <laughs> okay, I mean, I mean, I get into fights. I'm in fight okay. school. <laughs> I mean, well, my it, parents encourage that. But you understand, sometimes, like when I was growing up, my parents would acknowledge my sister's existence. <laughs> So yeah. that's pretty messed up, right? Mm, okay, okay. Uh, I guess we could work with that somehow. <laughs> I guess Ritalin, because that's everybody's getting. Yeah, whatever. Just, just, I mean, <laughs> we'll put you on some sort of medication. I'm not gonna lie to you. The answer was always gonna be Ritalin, no matter <laughs> what you said. <laughs>
what I think is happening here is happening. I may I just want you guys I might I might pick up this chair and break it. Okay. Like I'm gonna lose my mind. Okay. Goodbye, mama. Uh-huh. Goodbye, you. Which Go, whoop, whoop. Okay. Goodbye, okay. Papa. I'm pushing on through. Okay. Is the you the sister? Is he, he's what? not even saying what? sister. Yeah. He's not even saying her name. No. <laughs> Goodbye, you. Oh my god! So this is really what this song is about. He's gotta find his own. He's gotta find his own way. Oh, he's my pushing on through. God, and what does that even mean? I have no idea. I'm pushing. I have on no through. idea. We have no information about anything. It seems like something momentous is happening. He's overcoming. He's leaving home. He's he's leaving his his parents and his family behind to push on through yeah. and go out into the world on his own. And we have no idea why. <laughs> no, we have no idea what no. obstacles he's overcoming, other than having a sister. <laughs> <laughs> His name is you. <laughs> so he will not use her He's name. Like, no, I don't acknowledge her. That is how much he hates you. the fact that she was born. Is he will not use her name. Now maybe, uh, maybe there's some sort of crazy like the good son story. Yeah, but we don't know. But we don't know. We don't know. We don't know anything. Unless you is just her nickname and her name is Eunice. <laughs> oh, that could be. Bye, That'd mama. Be nice. Bye, you. <laughs> Bye, papa. This uh, I'm I'm 100 reading the bridge of this song like it's a super tramp song. <laughs> goodbye, Papa. Goodbye, you. Me too. Goodbye, Papa. I'm pushing on through. <laughs> it works perfect. It works perfect, and it makes the song so much better. So uh, much better. It's also the uh, anti-yentl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Goodbye, Papa. Goodbye, Papa. Oh my God. Also, also your Mama, Papa. Uh, I mean, like an 18th century immigrant. Oh, oh, he's or a 19th century immigrant. <laughs> he's yeah, yeah. Mama, Papa. <laughs> you. <laughs> Freaking five of the mouse over here. <laughs> Verse three, he left home on a winter day, 1969. Really cares about the seasons. I, this, I, I don't even know if I can read this line. And he hoped to find all the love he had lost in that earlier time. What, what, what love? What love? Wh- we don't know anything. And the, the problem is, is that maybe something happened. Yeah. But the only information that we have... To explain why he's going out into the world to find the love he didn't get at home is he was born and his sister was born. That's that it. is the only information <laughs> we it. have. Well, you know the, the, the Queen song, One Year of Love? This is two years of love. Okay. <laughs> he had that, and that was it. And after that, um, he would say, they say he's better than a lifetime alone. He'd be like, no, not really. No. It also I'd rather be alone. Then have a little bit of love. Because <laughs> that, that line, the two things is the goodbye you and and he hoped to find the love he had lost in his earlier time. Those are the two lines that really make this song insane. Because if if the idea was he was just a lonely boy. Right. That it didn't matter. 
Right. He was just always going to be a lonely boy. But it, it seems to be implying that he was neglected, that he didn't get something that he was supposed to get. Right. But we have we don't know what that is. Yeah. Again, the only interpretation we can say is that his parents didn't give him 100% of their attention at all times because he had a sister. You know, a lot of times I'll say this song needs to be cut down. Yeah. Like it needs less verses. Yeah, yeah. Buddy, you need one more verse. You need one you more need verse. You need one more verse. Or At you the need age a, of 10 or, or you need something. more information in the verses something. that you have. Something. Yeah, yeah. Something. We need more. You we know what I mean? put up for adoption at two? Like, they were like, <laughs> we can only have that one at a time. That would have sense. That would have been great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I think he was missing? What? Um, When his sister was born, like, she got probably the bedroom next to him. Mm-hmm. And he really, at two years old, had a vision of, like, knocking down a wall. <laughs> yes, And creating, true. like, a deluxe suite. He's like, yeah. True, yeah. This is going to be beautiful in here. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's supposed to be my walk-in closet. <laughs> I don't know who that person is, but get them out of my walk-in closet. Where am I going to put my shoes? Um, okay. So he leaves home to find the love he had lost in that earlier time. Then... Well, his sister grew up, and she married a man. He gave her a son. Ah, yes, a lovely son. Mm-hmm. Again, just wasting syllables, uh, yes. repeating stuff. Also, the whole, like, the man gave her a son. We can skip over that, but it's weird. Yeah, let's it's not. Weird. It's, yeah. Um, they dressed him up warmly. They sent him to school. It taught him to fight to be nobody's fool. Mm-hmm. Th- what does this have to do well, I think with he's, anything that's been going on, I think he's saying that his sister can't even let him have a whole song. <laughs> he's like, you can't even let me have the end of my own song. I have to give it to you because you're, yeah. What? And also, <laughs> Andrew Gold. I can't. I need to know whether or not he has siblings. But also, you could, you you could. The first two lines are about him finding love. The last four lines yeah. should be about the love he found and yeah. him having a son and t- and starting that cycle all over again. Yes. That's 100% what it should be. It should be, be, it should be about, him, about him having kids. It doesn't make any Why sense. is it about the sister? Because he's obsessed with her. <laughs> he's obsessed with this sister. But the other thing is that really those four lines. Okay, so the sister grows up. She gets married. She has a kid. And I guess the quote unquote cycle starts again, although what? Cycle, other than the fact that like human beings are born, grow up, and then have m- children, and then yeah. there's like a gen- like okay, but the thing is like these four lines, it's neutral on the information. Yeah, there's no sense of whether or not he is happy. There's no emotion in it that she has had a child. He's not. There's no information on whether or not he's upset by this. It, it could that be- he's disturbed. There's nothing. It's just she grew up and had a kid, which spoil it like again. 80%, 90% of the world, that's what happens. Yeah. Like, wh- yeah. What, what are we supposed to take away from that? I don't know. And then, yeah, and then it almost seems like, oh, you see the dark cycle has begun again? Of what, Andrew? We don't know there anything. Needs, there needs to be a resolution where he, like, sees the kid and then there ha- has some sort of reaction. Either right. throws him to the wolves <laughs> or embraces him. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? I think the cycle is that the sister just has two people in her life <laughs> that don't like her. Right. <laughs> like, maybe. Yeah. Because if the kid is, I mean, the, the the lyrics are the same describing him and describing the kid. Maybe the kid is exactly like him. Well, I see, And apparently neither of them like the sister. You've both brought up good points that at least add something to the song. Because yeah. I had always assumed, oh, what a lonely boy was always talking about him. But 
Rachel pointed out that maybe the first verse is the parents talking about him. Mm-hmm. And you pointed out that maybe this these last chorus of a waddling boy is talking about the sister's son. Mm-hmm. Right. The nephew. I guess I still don't know that doesn't add up to anything. No, it's not it's useless. It makes the song yeah. slightly better. Right. Because it makes a little bit more sense, but this We're, is this is almost like a song written by a space alien who doesn't understand what human beings are. And it's just like, here's here's a collection of facts yeah. that I'm throwing at the wall <laughs> about something that happened to a person. Yeah. But it's like, well, he, they were born, the sister was born, he left home, then the sister had a kid. And you as a human being are listening to the alien tell the story being like, yeah, but we need a lot more stuff in the middle here. And I was like, no, I, I gave you the main points. Yeah. <laughs> you you understand what's happening. Right. Uh, no, we don't. This is the worst elevator pitch ever. <laughs> um, but man, I want to say this song rocks. Like The piano's great. And like the melody, like I can't get the melody out of my head. I really like it. I just, we let's call up Bernie. Not Bernie Sanders, Bernie Toppin. <laughs> get Bernie Toppin in here. Rewrite these lyrics, yeah, and then have Elton re-record it because this song could be great, yeah. But it just the lyrics, like, and I listen to this song and I don't think about the lyrics, and it doesn't infuriate me. But then I, <laughs> but then of course I'm me, so I can't stop myself. So then I'm in the car just punching the steering wheel because I'm so mad about this song. I don't understand. Oy vey. I just because the problem is it's one thing to not understand what the song is about, yeah. But the only interpretation we have is so infuriating and insane. There's, yeah, there's no... Yeah. <laughs> it drives me crazy. Yeah. So that's all. all right. That's all I got. It's infuriating. And he <sighs> said when he met his nephew to his sister, don't have another child, you ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> if I can impart uh, any sort of wisdom <laughs> on you, it would be that. Oh, my god. Send gosh. this one to fight school. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh um, what's his name you junior <laughs> I'm so angry I have a headache let's do expanded universe any thoughts I mean I mean is he one of the boys who are coming back to town <laughs> maybe <laughs> you know he he's just he's... trying to find a. he's trying to find like a group to love yeah yeah and yeah. he finds yeah. this group of uh, real rap scallions who he fights with and he's in like this like really tough gang right <laughs> and they're just they start <laughs> yep. one night they're drinking and they start telling stories, yeah. and they're like, yeah, you know, my dad, my dad used to beat me with a belt, man. It was, you know, it was a tough upbringing. Mm-hmm, and the next mm-hmm. guy's like, yeah, I didn't even know my dad. It was just, you know, me and my mom, like, moving place to place. like literally. And then Andrew goes like, yeah, and also, did anyone have a sister? <laughs> <laughs> right? That's pretty rough, right? Sisters. Ugh. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, yeah, what happened, man? Your sister died? No, she just was like there all the time, right? It's pretty rough. <laughs> and then she got to grow up and like have a family? That's ridiculous. Right, you guys know what I'm talking about. Absolutely anyway, not. let's go to Dino's. <laughs> 100% he's the one that said Dino's. Yeah. 100%. Everybody else is like, no, we're going to go like do actual like tough stuff. Let's go mess up Dino's. Why Dino's? It's a family restaurant. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Family. Yeah. Family can't stay Screw behind. Family. <laughs> family. Uh, Dino will get it. He has a sister. We're gonna go out drinking. No, but if we go to Dino's, we can go. We can drink those big blue things. <laughs> Dino, oh you got a God. sister, right? Yeah. You hate her, right? No, she's great. I love her. She works Dino, in the kitchen. I don't, Dina. Dino, I don't even. I don't even know you anymore, man. <laughs> oh, uh, Lord. yeah. All right. That's what I've got for 
expanded universe. Yeah, I'm good. trying to think. Anything else? I, there's not. There's no information in the sun. There's, <laughs> not, <laughs> there's nothing to connect it to. There's not enough information for it. He was no. born in 1951. Uh-huh. Yeah. He left in that's like basically all we know. He left in 1969. I mean, obviously the sister's pearl. Like I know that sister's got to be pearl, of course. <laughs> yeah. But besides that, I mean, what I don't know what else there is. The only other thing I could think is maybe he left to be a rocket man. He just wanted to be a lonely boy in space. I get yeah. I mean that makes sense. It's lonely out in space. It is lonely, out, lonely in space. out in space. So it's yeah, true. that does connect. Well, he got his wish. Yeah, I don't know. Oh I mean, gosh. he's probably you know, he's so messed up with like. With like loving relationships, I mean, he's probably <laughs> well, he's probably the boyfriend in uh, "We'll Sing in the Sunshine," right? I mean, he's got to be. <laughs> oh yeah, the only person who would agree to an insane <laughs> thing like that. That's true. I'll stay with you for a year. Fine, <laughs> whatever. Works great for me. Yeah, you're not gonna have a kid, right? And then have another kid. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. When we come back. We're gonna talk about the history of this song with story behind the story. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Have you ever wondered what two Aussie dads, really inappropriate ones, would tell you if you asked them questions like, what if my kids catch me having special cuddles? Ooh, awkward turtle. Or is it okay to hide in the toilet and play games on my phone? Well, it better be. Maybe you want to hear our unique reviews of movies, beers, video games, etc. How about some cheeseburger spring rolls? Uh, sure. Uh, if some or any of that tickles your fancy, then check out the Dad Zone on the Forge Audio Network. What's that? What do you do? All right, everybody, we're back. It's time for Story Behind the Story. And if you thought the last segment was insane, <laughs> uh, we're going to get pretty crazy in this one, too. Okay, so the one thing I want to say about this song is you might say, well, you know, Dan, it's just a song. Don't, don't get so hyped up about it. Don't get so worried. This song was released in March of 1977, mm-hmm. and it peaked at number seven on the U.S. Hot 100. Now, a little background Which makes information. Sense because it sounds like everything that's in the top ten now. So, right, <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> of course, yeah. of exactly. course. Yeah. Um, Andrew Gold was born on August second, 
1951, Summer yeah. Bank, California. He did not lie. So, so the summer of, of 1951. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so this song might have been about him. This song might be biographical saying, or autobiographical. Saying. He keeps saying he, <laughs> but it might have been him. You know how sometimes we assume that the person right. that the song is about is the singer? And yeah, we keep yeah. saying the narrator, the I narrator. No. I think it's, we're in solid autobiographical territory yeah. here. So both, both of Andrew Gold's parents were in show business. Mm-hmm. Uh, his mother was singer Marnie Nixon. I do I not know what this. to do with myself about this I fact. I can't believe this. Who... Uh, is famous for being the voice of Natalie Wood in West Side Story. The singing voice, yes. Well, the singing voice. Right. Yeah. Because, well, of Natalie Wood and, and Audrey Hepburn in My Fair Lady, both famous for two actresses who were very good actresses and could not sing and were cast in, mu- in movie musicals and their right. voices yeah. had to be dubbed. Well, um, um, Natalie Wood sang in her, did her own singing in Gypsy, didn't she? Yes. <laughs> I will say this, having seen that, and mm-hmm. obviously, uh, she could not have sung the role of Maria in West Side Story. Right. She's not Marnie there's Nixon. No, there's no way. She's right. not Marnie Nixon. Marnie Nixon, who is apparently Andrew Gold's <laughs> mother. I ha- Are you I... kidding? Marnie Nixon, what? I, if you could see the look on my face, I don't know what I don't know. What, I, I can't. <laughs> Michael's literally like moving his hands. Like I, I don't. I don't. I don't know, know, what know what how to, to live in a human body. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know what he was reading, but his face and his body just made an expression, and I knew exactly what he read. Yeah. I, I knew None he of this read makes Marnie sense Nixon. to me. It's crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it's cool, but like at the same time, it's just like just two totally different worlds. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. So she was a famous singer, again, most notable for being the voice of Natalie Wood in West Side Story, or the singing voice, and of Audrey Hepburn in My Fair Lady. There was another movie that Marnie Nixon famously did the vocals for. She right. did Deborah Kerr's vocals in The King and I. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so basically I mean, I, she, she was every yeah, she, yeah, movie she, musical for those years, yeah. every like sound, 50s and yeah. 60s, it's, she's singing the women's Yeah, part. That's insane. Um, the, okay, but here's the other that drives me crazy about My Fair Lady, right? <laughs> Is, so Audrey Hepburn can't sing, right? Okay, fine. So you can dub her voice. For her voice. Guess who went? Else can't sing. Rex Harrison can't sing. Right. But he does, he just talks all his songs. So why would you dub one person and not the other? I, what well, the hell is going on the, in that's Hollywood? The, that's the soundtrack, and also it's a it's a man, and so they get to do whatever the hell they want. I, right. But that's but that's the point, though. You you cast two people who can't sing in a musical, and then do different things as a solution. But Rex Harrison to that. was the f- original. Was in he? My Fair Lady on Broadway, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah. No, all right. So. Um, that changed my opinion a little bit. Michael yelled at me because I'm moving my uh, <laughs> pages around, which is fine. Didn't yell at you. In this particular <laughs> case, it, I, I'm gonna, I, normally, I, normally I would be mad at myself. <laughs> but in this particular case, because I'm losing my mind <laughs> right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're gonna hear the pages moving around. People need to hear the crumpling and emphatic <laughs> gesturing. Well, that's, that's what Hollywood in that era was. It was, hey, who wants to watch a four hour musical with two people who can't sing? <sighs> well, there's nothing else that's to do. That's entertainment. Yeah. Anyway, here's Paint uh. Your Wagon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, Andrew Gold's father was a movie score composer. Uh, he won an Academy Award for the movie Exodus in 1960. Mm. I've never heard of it, but congratulations, Dan. You never heard of Exodus? Is that is that? Exodus Maybe Paul... I have, and I just don't. I didn't recognize the name, but um, Exodus is Paul Newman. 
Okay. Well, I did not do that research. So, Okay. So Andrew Gold started writing songs when he was 13. And at the age of 16, he got a recording contract with Polydor Records based on the strength of a portfolio of demos he submitted, which I, again, really like the music in his songs. Right. So, like, he, he definitely had a knack for melody and composing. The lyrics part, um, <laughs> again, probably needed a partner. But Maybe he had, like, long intros, and that's all they listened to with the demo tapes. Yeah, and yeah. He's, they're like, oh, this musician is really I mean, good. if I was this, an A&R... This instrumental's really nice. If I was an A&R guy at Polydor Records, and this tape came in, of the, the, the tape of Lonely Boy, the demo, I'd be like, oh, we gotta sign this kid. Right. This is great. I mean, obviously, these lyrics are temporary. He's gonna change these. <laughs> but the music... These are placeholders. These are placeholder lyrics. Yeah. But the music's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is definitely like a scrambled eggs, you got great legs situation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, okay. So by the early 1970s, Andrew Gold was working as a studio musician. He was part of Linda Ronstadt's backup band on Heart Like a Wheel, along with Glenn Fry and Don Henley. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Linda Ronstadt again, the Kevin Bacon of the 1970s music world. Uh, So Andrew Gold came out of that, as did uh, the Eagles, essentially. Um, he was an arranger on the album. He played most of the instruments on You're No Good, yep, which went to number one, um, and he worked on her next four albums. Well, Heart Like a Wheel was her 1974 breakthrough album, but mm-hmm. the You're No Good, the guitar solo on that, apparently they were you know, up all night working on the arrangement and the recording, and uh, somebody had accidentally erased it. Oh. Like erased the tape, so he had to go back and recreate it. Uh-huh. So... Yeah. And that's what, and he did that. Yeah, I mean, he did Andrew the original. Goals. He did the his, his guitar solo is on the on the record. Yeah, wow. but he did the original. Somebody erased it, recreated. I bet it was it. his sister. <laughs> his sister, <laughs> right? sister. Why is she in the studio? <laughs> Who let her in here? Sneaking in with a cape on. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, why is Caitlin in my recording studio? Marnie Nixon was recording an album in the next <laughs> studio over. Get you out of here. In 1975, Gold released his first solo studio album, which was called Andrew Gold. Uh, his second album, called What's Wrong With This Picture, was released in 1976 and included Lonely Boy. I'll tell you what's wrong with it. His sister's in the picture. Yeah. Oh, man. What's wrong with this picture? I don't know. You don't give us enough information <laughs> to know what's wrong with this picture. What's wrong with this picture? It's incomplete, Andrew. <laughs> now, to talk about the autobiographical nature of this song. Yes. So this song included a number of details from Gold's real life, including the fact that he was born in 1951. Mm-hmm. He had a sister who was born in 1953. Okay. And he left home in 1969 to travel with his first band. Sure. So uh, a number of details, I mean, just all the details of the song right. are, from his, <laughs> are from his life, yes. basically. What I want to say next is pure speculation. Okay. But in 1969, his parents also divorced, and he attended boarding school in London uh, well, not in 1969, but for, for most of his time in school, he attended boarding school in London. And also his parents oh. divorced in 1969. Oh. 
could either of these t- details be relevant <laughs> to maybe why he was a lonely boy? And less to do with the fact that he had a freaking sister. Maybe put that Maybe that. Into it. Maybe the fact that you were sent to another country yeah. to go to boarding school away from your family. Right. Maybe that's why you're lonely, Andrew. Maybe. Maybe Look, everything you, wanna... you need to know is in the song. Just... <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that could be another verse about you being sent away to boarding school in another country, man. Yeah. That summed it all up. I didn't know that they had fight schools in London. So. <laughs> <laughs> they have fisticuff schools? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So there you go. There, I mean, yes. Those are probably yes. better reasons for why he felt lonely and unloved than the fact that he had a sister. Yes. I'm going to say that. Also, his both of his parents were in- Show business? In show business. And probably traveling around and very yes. busy all the time. All of these things lead to making much more sense about why this song is called Lonely Boy. Yeah. Because he probably was a lonely boy. <laughs> <laughs> And it has nothing to do with his sister. No. Maybe his sister was a lonely girl. Yeah, probably. Come on. Because her brother was away in boarding school. Really? So she was like an only child. <laughs> tell you why he wasn't lonely. Audrey Hepburn and uh, Natalie Wood were coming over for family parties. Oh, yeah, they, right? They definitely were not. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, only just because they, they back then they used to pretend that that was not happening. Oh, that's true. That Marty Nixon was not a person. And that oh, Natalie yeah, Wood is. sang the heck out of those songs. Very much uncredited in oh, West Side yeah. Story. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, of course, what's her name? Audrey Hepburn? No, no, from Mary Poppins. Uh, oh, Julie Andrews? Was my fair lady on, on stage. Oh, it's yeah. a whole Who thing. could act and sing. Uh, and then they hired a... An actress who could not sing. Don't bring to... that up to Julie Andrews. Oh, I know. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, then... So, okay. So this song is 100% autobiographical. Yeah, I... Except left but it... out. But, but leaving out all the important details. I know. If we are to say that that this is based on his life, then he, he's leaving out all the, all the important details. First of all, okay. Verse two, get rid of verse two. We don't need verse two at all. Get rid of it. Put in a new you verse. You know why? Because that's where the sister's born. But put in a new verse two, <laughs> all about being sent away to boarding school. Yes. Verse three is about the, the divorce and how you were left alone all the time when you were home from school. Right. Presumably, because your parents were traveling the world as famous musicians. And then verse four or whatever about how you're a lonely boy and you're leaving home because you don't have enough love. Great. Oh now we're on God. board, Andrew. Now we know what you're talking about. However, Andrew Gold claimed this song was not autobiographical. Okay. Even though literally every detail is from his life. <laughs> and in an interview said, maybe it was a mistake to do that, but I simply put in those details because it was convenient. I hadn't been a lonely boy at all. I had a very happy childhood. Okay. Can I say a couple of things? Mm-hmm. Uh, n- no. You're wrong. <laughs> I don't, it might be subconscious, Andrew right. Gold. But, but uh, this is 100% autobiographical. In 1969, his parents were divorced. Right. He uses 1969 about when he goes away yes. to find the love that he lost. Right. I can understand him using the details of, oh, I was born in 1951, so I'll just use this right, as right, like right. the start of the book. Even with the sister saying, oh, okay, 1953, my right. sister was born, so if I'm going to have the sibling thing, I might as well set that up. He could pick any other year, <laughs> but he picked the year his parents divorced yes. to be the third verse. Right. There is no way that, that he was just like, oh, it's convenient that my parents divorced on the, di- <laughs> the day on the year that I wanted to right. use. No, you clearly used it. This is passive aggressive. <laughs> it was all super family. Super passive aggressive. Yeah. Jeez, I wasn't a lonely boy. I was very happy in my childhood away from my entire family. <laughs> 
And I could, I could in a foreign country. Yeah, yeah. Where I didn't speak the language. And I could, but it was England. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I I didn't speak to anyone for sixty years because I just assumed I that I, I could understand speak. what anyone was saying. Okay, they really fake accents. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I can't in my ear. In my ear I don't know. One time a truck passed by and they called it a lorry and I just gave up after that. I didn't talk to anyone. Try taking the elevator instead of getting on the lift. I was like, the lift? I don't even know what you're saying here. Look, I stayed on the ground floor for years. <laughs> kept on wanting fries. They kept on giving me chips. Oh. I was like, well, I don't want chips. I want fries. It's like, you're as bad as my sister. Um, <laughs> so the other thing I want to say is, okay, fine. Let's say he goes away to boarding school. His parents get divorced. I can believe that even among all that, you had a happy childhood. Uh-huh. Okay? He, he loves London. He has a lot of friends there. It's great. You know, obviously not happy his parents got divorced, but they still love him. Everything works out, whatever. But here's the thing. If you're using all these details, this just filler because right. it doesn't add up to anything. Right. Like, I could write a song where I'm like, everything's horrible in my life. And then I'm just literally like, one time I found a toad. And like, you know, just like <laughs> random details about my life. You know what I mean? But it's like. The things you're saying should relate to the chorus. There's no information about why you're a lonely boy. You're just saying random but that's details. Why, but that's why I'm saying those details cannot be just out of convenience. Right. Because I you agree. could use anything else, right? Like, you could use anything else and if he you're runs just looking cr- for... And he runs, he runs and cries because right. they lied to him, right. saying he was a lonely boy. And then he left home to find the love that he was looking for. So... No, Andrew. No, these are not just random details that were convenient to you. Here's the good part. 1978, (laughs) he released a single. That single was called Thank You for Being a Friend, which hit number 25 on the Hot 100. That song, of course, would later be covered by the singer Cindy Fee and used as the opening theme for the Golden Girls and is now his most popular and famous song. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal and a confidant That song has been used in everything from movies to commercials to greeting cards and I assume has been quite profitable for gold. I hope so. So good for him. Thank you, Andrew Gold, for that. Um, The original version of Thank You for Being a Friend is not quite as insane as this song, Mm -hmm. but weirdly insane. Yeah. They, uh, they it's also don't... 25 minutes long. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's very so long, long. But they only use, obviously they only use a, a short snippet of it for the Golden Girls opening right. credits. Um, the part that makes sense with the story the of non... the Golden Girls. Right. Yeah, the non-delusional parts. <laughs> and if you threw a party, invited everyone you knew, well, you would see the biggest gift would be for me and the car. Parts left out are the part where he says he's going to buy a Cadillac for his friend if if he or she needed a car. And at the end of the song, the two friends die and their souls travel across the Milky Way together. And there are space outer space sound effects and it's awesome. Oh <laughs> Andrew Gold is a lunatic. <laughs> and then we For being a uh, oh, 
they cut great. the for the Golden Girls. They cut the part where the friend buys the other friend a Cadillac, right? Because they would have had to have gotten a Cadillac onto the Disney MGM studio yeah. backlot. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and they were just like, no, there's there's too many tour buses going. Through. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of ours went. Um, we did karaoke one time with a friend of ours, uh, our friend Zach, and he brought up the Golden Girls theme. And well, not the Golden Girls theme. Thank you for being a friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, did not realize that it was a full song because right. who did? Yeah. And uh, what I'm saying is, if you're gonna pull up, thank you for being a friend <laughs> at karaoke. Don't expect the Golden Girls theme. No. And hunker down because yeah. you're gonna be up there for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And nobody's gonna know what you're talking about. <laughs> Everyone is gonna think you made up lyrics to the Golden Girls theme because. Zach's eyes were very wide <laughs> when those lyrics came up, and they yeah, yeah. did not match the song. Yeah, 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 exactly. So he also released a single entitled Never Let Her Slip Away, which didn't do much in the States, but it did hit number five on the British charts and had uncredited backup vocals by Freddie Mercury. Oh, what? Wow. Did, did they go to the same boarding school? Maybe they did. They buddies? <laughs> um, so after that, he worked as a studio musician and songwriter and arranger for other people and occasionally released his own stuff, but didn't have much more commercial success. Over his career, Gold played on the albums of the following people. Ringo Starr, James Taylor, Roy Orbison, Art Garfunkel, Carly Simon, Jackson Brown, Neil Young, Bonnie Raitt, Neil Diamond, Eric Carmen, Trisha Yearwood, Juice Newton, Freddie Mercury, Bed Midler, and Cher. And that is just a partial list. Wow. So, so he was a successful um, studio the, musician. The music is great. Like yeah. he's obviously very talented. It's just the lyrics are insane. <laughs> Lordy. The lyrics are insane. Um Andrew Gold passed away in mm-hmm. twenty eleven. So that's sad. that's sad. Yeah. So somewhere his soul is flying across the Milky Way with his friend. <laughs> that's true. And uh yeah. So that's wow. it. Eventful life for yeah, a while. Yeah, boy. yeah. No, I think it's very yeah. very talented. And again, you know, I mean hopefully he was very rich at the end of his life. With all the uh, thank you for being a friend money coming in. I hope. I hope. Man, oh, man. And yeah. he had enough money to finally get away from his sister. And... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um... And on his, on his deathbed, he said, is my sister in the room? And, they said, and she said, I'm here, I'm here. And he said, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Go away. Bring in my walk-in closet <laughs> that I should have had. Come closer. <laughs> You ruined my life. <laughs> Those were the last words he said. Oh, man. All right. Uh, let's take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. I'm playing this jazzy salsa rhythm to talk to you about algorithms. The best way to help people find the show is to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. All those five-star reviews cause Apple's algorithm to do something I don't understand for reasons no one understands. But the result is more people listening to and enjoying the Story Song Podcast. And if you leave us a five-star review, we'll read it on the show. Now... Enough talk. Let's dance. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Uh, I think I'll I'll start. Go for it. And just say that, you know, the human life expectancy is about 85 years, mm-hmm. right? So you're probably going to live 
at home in your in your parents' house, your family house for maybe twenty years, eighteen to twenty years. That's not a lot of time overall. Yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say is like, don't waste time learning your siblings' names. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just you're you're you know, sure you'll be you'll be around them for a while, but then but then you'll be away from them and then yeah. you'll never talk to them again. So just don't buy just you yeah, uh, big a picture, like, it's not worth it. Yeah, it's exactly. It's not worth it. And if you like if you see your brother or sister in the hall, just give him like a hey chief, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, here comes trouble. What's up? What's up? Hey big guy. <laughs> uh yeah. You want definitely <laughs> as you're growing up, you definitely want your direction yeah. siblings to be like a coworker whose name you don't remember. Right. <laughs> and it's too a, late to learn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He works he works at the other building. He does something with IT. Um <laughs> seems like a nice nice enough guy. But uh, look at there. <laughs> Try to only make eye contact with them when yeah, they're yeah. with a group of people. So you can right. just go, hey, guys. Learn. Yeah. Also, with your siblings, learn one fact about them. And every time you see them, bring that up. Yeah. Just like, hey, <laughs> uh, how, how, how the Giants doing? <laughs> yeah, all right. You know, yep. just like the one. Okay, okay, yep. okay. Yeah, this is the one, the one thing. So <laughs> I don't remember if it's the football team or the baseball team, but I know you like the Giants. <laughs> Oh, you just like giants in general. <laughs> oh. You like the concept oh. of very large people. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Andre the Giant. Anyway, <laughs> looking good, sport. Um, <laughs> Rachel, what'd you learn? Uh, I learned that the moment uh, you find yourself pregnant, mm-hmm. make sure you start looking into the right fight school right. for your <laughs> newborn because you have to, those things fill up so Here's quickly. The, the good yeah. ones yeah. fill up real quick. Gotta they get are, on the waiting list. They gotta get on the waiting list. They're yeah. super competitive. Yeah. Super competitive. Even but when you're there, they're even competitive. <laughs> 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 it never stops being competitive. It never stops. It's literally point. the point, yeah. The way to get into a fight school is that yeah, the yeah. parents have to fight each other yeah, yeah. in a big pit yeah, and then yeah. whoever is left Whoever's standing. Left. Yeah, but yeah. you got to figure out the right ones. You got to eye up the competition and see what you can do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people yeah. joke about like you know rich people on the Upper West Side mm-hmm. being all worried about what fight school their kids are getting to, <laughs> but it's really important, guys. It's yeah. super important because like, you don't get into a good fight school. You're no. not getting into a good fight college. No, <laughs> you're not getting into a good fight elementary school. Yeah. You're not getting into the right fight high school. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right, I get the yeah. right fight college. So and then yeah. how are you going to get to the battle royale? No. You don't know. It's not, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you don't know. So, Michael. I learned if you are a singer songwriter, mm-hmm. you're gonna want to write a real f you to your sister. <laughs> um, Super important. Yeah, and be sure to release it as a single, so yeah. you yeah. know for a fact she's gonna hear it on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and just mm-hmm. remember, like you're the worst. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point we did not discuss. Like, were there really awkward Thanksgiving <laughs> dinners, like in, say, 77 and 78? Yeah, like, yeah right? Like, they're just, yeah. you know, they're, they're just sitting around, like, uh, you know, after dinner, just chatting, yeah. small talk, and the song comes on the radio. <laughs> and Andrew has to very quickly w- reach over and snap that knob off. Just hear a lot of clinking of plates. And stuff. <laughs> just the eyes. <laughs> Eyes uh. over some sort of weird cornucopia and just, centerpiece. The completely clueless mother, like, oh, Cindy, you were born in '53. <laughs> what a weird coincidence! Oh my just gosh. angrily sawing <laughs> into the turkey next to him. Yeah, and was Andrew Rough. Gold ever like, I never said that. She's <laughs> like, it's on the radio right now. Mom asks, "What's your new song about?" And he just says, "Spite." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Story Song Podcast. Please follow us on the social medias, your Facebooks, your Twitters, your Instagrams. 
Yeah. We're on Tinder, I believe. Um, <laughs> That's right. That's right. And uh, yeah. g- give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast yeah. if you can. We yeah. will be back uh, next episode with another great story song. My blood pressure will be a little lower, hopefully, for that. <laughs> but uh, it'll be fun. So thank you guys again for listening. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We'll be back next time. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye. theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening. Dream it. Build it. Share it. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.